0: three two one Here we go welcome to the remote photography podcast In this episode I speak with model Nicole Lena about her remote photography experiences enjoy the podcast. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for doing the podcast. If people don't know who you are, can you give a brief rundown of your career?
1: Well, thanks, John. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, yes, so I'm Nicole Rayner. I've been modelling for about five, six years now. I am an art nude model. That is my main genre. But of course, I, you know, dot in a few other genres as well. Uh, Normally, I would be travelling the world, getting about, shaking my boobs in front of cameras. But sadly, we can't do that at the minute. So now I'm doing it in front of the laptop on remote shoots.
0: So now you're doing remote shooting, you've come to be doing remote shooting a bit late in the game, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I have, to be honest. Um, I must admit, when it first you know presented itself, I'm gonna to be totally honest, and I didn't really think you would have that experience that you have with a photographer that, you know, the model photographer experience. And that's Mm -hmm. one of the things I love most about that job is that relationship and how that relationship comes together on a shoot and you create these images. And I just didn't think that that would be possible through remote shooting. And also, I have to admit, I'm a total technophobe. So that put me off for quite a while because if I'm being honest again, technology stresses me out. You know, I've come at it a bit late to the game, but you know what? I've been blown away, and I'm absolutely, thoroughly enjoying it. And I'm kicking myself a little bit that I didn't get started sooner. However, I think it'll be around to stay, and it's amazing that I've been able to work with some people who I've been chatting with for years, but we've been in completely different countries, and now we've managed to work together, so that's that's pretty amazing. So, yeah, I'm loving it.
0: Like you said, it was a technical aspect, was it just... Because you had the camera, or did you think, "Oh, I need to get all these new things to do remote shooting"?
1: It was—it was a lot, really. Like at the beginning, I didn't have an appropriate space. I'm just a bit nervous when it comes to technology, so I was just a bit worried about the camera, about the um, computer programs, about all of the aspects, really. I think I just wanted to wait until I was sure. I wanted to wait until I was ready, until I was, you know, had the appropriate equipment, had everything I needed, had a good space. And until it was the right time for me, you know, and personally I've had some personal difficulties through lockdown and mm-hmm. a few losses and things, so that's been something that I've been dealing with. And, and now I'm just ready, you know, I'm, I'm ready to get into it. And I must, like I say, I'm loving it, so.
0: So how did you find out about it? Was it people started posting in it, or so circles it approached you when remote shooting started about this time last year?
1: You know, a lot of models and photographers at the moment and for the past year have been creating amazing images through remote shooting. And the more I've seen on social media, the more I've seen people talk about their experiences, the more I've sort of been encouraged to relook at it. Because I I did start looking at remote shooting and I did do some remote shooting in the first sort of early lockdown um but at the time i just i didn't have the right space and although it's amazing to see how varied and how wonderful images are that people are creating with a small space at the time it was just the space i had was too small you know i just Mm -hmm. i couldn't really get a fluid sort of shoot going
0: so you mentioned you didn't get the same quite the same experience as an in-person shoot did you find that was one of the stumbling blocks
1: I did, to be fair. And I think that that's why I put it off for so long because I was worried about that photographer model relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's not the same. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, I don't, you know, remote shooting is not the same as shooting in person. You can't, you can't, it's not the same experience. It's a totally different experience, but you still can build a relationship. It's just done in a different way. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, the remote shoots that I've done, it's actually been pretty amazing how much you can bounce off one another um, and how much involved, you know, if you put the effort in, it is a lot more effort, I find, because you have to really, you know, you have to really, really communicate because obviously everything, the model is moving everything, the model Mm -hmm. is doing everything on that side. So I think it's also a great way for photographers to hone in those communication skills um, when working with the models, which I think will, you know, pay off really well in, in-person shoots for example but yeah I I was really surprised at just how how much fun you can have Mm -hmm. like I mean I'm a little bit chaotic and I'm constantly dropping things and my backdrops have fallen a couple of times but that just adds to the Mm -hmm. fun of you know the remote shoot and and it it is really nice that you you can just sit and have a chat and you can mm. both go off and get a cuppa and whatnot. So I must admit, yeah, I, I, I was worried about about the flow and, of a shoot, which it is slower. You're relying on technology, you know, you have to wait for the focus, you have to do this and that. But it's still so rewarding and and that's what I thought. I thought, mm, you know, maybe people won't feel like they've got as much out of it mm. or they won't feel rewarded. But I, I think the feedback I've had and how i felt myself you know i think i was totally wrong to make those assumptions because mm. without sounding too big headed you know i've created some absolutely beautiful images remotely and and had so much fun doing that mm-hmm. i just didn't expect it to be at that sort of level um so yeah it's it's totally different it's a totally different way of working but you you can still get such a buzz and you can you can still get such a flow of creativity and you know all that wondrous things mm-hmm. that you you get on a shoot you can still get that it's just achieved in a different way
0: exactly yeah.
1: um so I'm glad that I have got them up and running because they they are really fun
0: am I right in thinking you did like some test remote shoots with industry friends just to get used to it
1: can I mention us?
0: You can if you want.
1: I don't want to put out a product there that I'm not mm-hmm. 100% confident in. So I wanted to, you know, do some tests with friends just to make sure that. So there was, I was no
0: pressure, yeah?
1: Yeah, just so I was comfortable with the equipment. So I was comfortable with my space. I wanted, obviously, to, you know, get more of an idea of what was possible. Luckily, I've got some great friends, which, of course, I'm going to mention you, John. You're okay. one of them we had a wonderful remote shoot, which I just loved because we did, like, such different looks.
0: Yeah, you, you really pushed the bow out on one side, didn't you?
1: Yeah, like, that That was fun. It was just, it was really nice to sort of use my space, but also create something that was totally mm-hmm. unique. And that, it could have um, easily been
0: done in person as well, couldn't it?
1: Well, yeah, that's it. Um, and that's what I personally am... Mm. I'm noticing now, especially on social media and things. Now, when I look at images, I have to think. I have to look, and I think, "Oh, was mm. it? Did they mention whether this was taken remotely or in person?" Because some of them, you just you don't know. Unless they say, "Yeah." So high.
0: Yeah, because I'm looking at some pictures. Of, was it Evelina you did with and Martin yeah. Martin Higgs? You, yes, you... I've
1: worked with Martin. Martin and yeah. I have done a couple of because there was some
0: awesome, some awesome black and white ones that you oh, put out. Thank you. But even. Evelina's ones are, like, awesome as well in their own way.
1: Yeah, thank you. It was great. It's so interesting to see how different photographers interpret a space and, mm-hmm. you know, even though you're working in a similar space, I try really hard to make sure there's differences in, in every shoot. Do you know what I mean? Just so photographers against. Yeah, because I
0: bet you found out in your place that as you turn the camera, there's literally, you turn the camera a little bit, it's a different set. And so unless you but said you're, you're it, yeah. shooting in the same room... People wouldn't realise that. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. this is a thing. Like you have a grey wall, it can be. Mm-hmm. It can look black. It can. Uh, I've got this wonderful window. I can change it to any colour just because of. Yeah my lights and the sort of tool I have in front of it like it's I think I've learned a lot about how to be creative with my space Mm -hmm. how to use certain things creatively and that's been really interesting and a challenge it has been a challenge you know the amount of times I've moved my entire house around to try and sort of figure out how to yeah
0: because the stories you put up is like you're literally moving your furniture around just so you've got some space to, to shoot in
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm really lucky that I have such a great space and that, you know, I have a long, a long room so I can get, you know, back with the camera Mm -hmm. and I have big windows. So I have natural light, which is really nice and I have a lovely concrete wall and sort of wooden floor. So I'm really lucky in that sense. But yeah, I think it's just it's just part of the part of the process, isn't it? Yeah. It's moving everything <laughs> and all of the mess after the shoot's done. I'm getting a lot better now at trying to um, keep my mess contained.
0: Yeah, and it's what the camera sees. It's not, you might be looking at the camera and behind your table or your bed or whatever's yeah. piled up. But obviously, the camera's seeing like a clean up and space. So, say, like there's some pictures yeah. of you by your curtains on the floor. No one will realise that you're probably, you've got your kitchen table or something or your couch sitting there normally. Unless people knew that's how it was in your place.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, the camera doesn't see, can't hear us, can it? Exactly.
0: (laughs) So you mentioned a few photographers. Who have you worked with so far?
1: Oh, I can't list them all. Um...
0: You don't need to do a blah, blah, (laughs) blah. I've
1: actually had had a lot which has been great. Um I've worked with some American photographers, my I worked with some Australian photographers, which has been great. Mm-hmm. Like it's funny though with the time difference. Yeah. I always find that um just bizarre. I've done quite a lot with Martin. We've we've got a project that we're putting out soon which was actually the Spider's web which you've seen.
0: I've seen yeah but we didn't um, get to shoot yet.
1: No, because we just had too much fun with the boxes. <laughs> But, yeah, so we shot that, and that was really interesting. Basically, I just used some red wool and Mm -hmm. made, like, a spider's web of wool, and that was fun to Mm -hmm. play with the light and pull it around and, you know, do bodyscapes and things. Yeah, because,
0: like, like Martin's ones, they're they're almost, like, film noir-ish. They're black and white and using light, and it's almost like a femme fatale.
1: Yeah, um, and that was one of the fantastic things about working with Martin is that he has such a great um, way of seeing light. He's so able to see and direct the light to what he wants to do. So the film noir looks, that was really fabulous to do with him because he really communicated with me exactly how to position the light, exactly where to put it, which obviously for me as a model is quite difficult when you're doing it on your own, because I'm trying to position a light without a subject, because obviously I am the subject. So I, I really enjoyed working with Martin because of that, because he really, really did, um, well, boss me about and tell me exactly where to place everything. And I think the results speak for themselves. So it was a great shoot.
0: So you've mentioned um, you didn't have a proper setup at the beginning. Well, camera, should I say. What's your remote setup now, camera-wise, computer-wise?
1: As I've said, I'm a technophobe, so I've had a few issues with my, my cameras here and there. I did I was using a Fuji, my X-T1, mm-hmm. but sadly that is awaiting some emergency surgery, which is, cannot happen until the shops open. So um, i got a new camera, thanks to a very dear friend of mine, Mm -hmm. and it's a 90D, which Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying using because it has um, face tracking, which is really quite uh, useful on the remote shoots. Um, Normally I use TeamViewer Mm -hmm. as a program with Canon Utility, and thanks to you, I have downloaded Bridge, Um, which I use as well. And I just use my MacBook. I have a MacBook
0: Pro. um, Which you just tapped.
1: Which I just tapped. Did (laughs) you hear it? So lens-wise, I do have a selection of lenses, but I found with the remotes that I'm mainly using my Tamron 70-105. I just found that's the quickest with focusing. And um, I know that a lot of photographers like to use prime lenses, and some photographers say that a zoom lens is a lazy lens um but especially for the remote shooting i just find that having that sort of depth of variation and having that ability to zoom in zoom out it just makes the shoot flow a lot you know a lot quicker which is brilliant because it if the shot requires it of course change the lens but if if you can get all of that spectrum with one lens and you don't have to change you can just zoom why not do that you know is my sort of theory but i do have some primes i have a, a canon prime 50mm which is 1.8 i have um what do i have, I have a 35mm and i also have an 18 to 55 Canon lens as well which is quite nice if you want to get some really sort of obviously wide shots Uh, which I'm lucky with my my space I can do because I have lovely high ceilings which is fantastic so yeah that's my lenses
0: and you've got you've got lighting because you you said that you've because we use some gels or something wasn't it on our shoot so obviously you've got some constant lighting
1: yeah, um, so I've got a ring light, I've got uh, a rotor light that was kindly gifted to me by a lovely person. I have some LED lights, which the wonderful Ivory Flame recommended to me on her electric dreams events. And I, rem- I remember asking about them on the shoot, and she was telling me that they were a good price. So I invested in them, and and they're really great because they're light, they're easy to change. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they give a wonderful effect of gels, but because it's constant, you know, I find yeah. with it being on the remote, it's it's easier for the photographer to direct where they want the mm. light and so on and so forth because they can see everything as it's happening. Yeah. Um. So that's the, uh, well, that's all of the lights that I use. Mm. And as I say, I've got great natural light. When the sun comes out, obviously you get amazing results with flash and, mm. and there are huge advantages to using flash and being able to have that but i just think for me personally constant light means that when you work working with a photographer if they're able to see what's happening mm-hmm. then they can they can just you know direct more and they have more input and
0: and it's not tying you down to like natural light so if a photographer's in a different time zone and it it's getting darker yeah. say for instance you're not tired to oh i, I look and shoot between this time and this time because this is when the natural light is best for me
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'm really lucky um, since I've moved and upgraded to a bigger apartment because I now have four sort of almost floor to ceiling windows, which lets in so much light and it's just spectacular. And I'm in a really great position. So I I basically have great natural light from 10am till whenever sunset is really at the minute, obviously, because it's summertime. So that is absolutely wonderful. I just love it because I love working with natural light.
0: Doing remotes by yourself, you're having to get up to change the lights and move the lens, etc. Do you find that a bit um, time-consuming or do you just realise that's one of the aspects you have to take into account?
1: I mean, it is, it is time-consuming and it was one of the worries I had, you know, and it's because when I model, I, I love to get into a floor, mm-hmm. you know, I love to let myself go and... And just be me in, in front of the lens and, and just model and not, you know, not think about anything else and let the photographer capture me modeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it's very difficult to do that remote shooting when you sort of, you do have to position the lens or the tripod. You have to move everything. You mm. have to um, position the light and so on and so forth. It is a lot more stop and start. Yeah. So you can't as a model, I it's it's harder to get into that sort of that floor. But I think mm-hmm. that's that's just gonna be something that um I have to learn and I have to hone as a model is mm-hmm. right, now I need to now we're doing remote shoots, mm-hmm. I need to be able to get into that floor for two seconds mm-hmm. rather than one in five minutes to get into the do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think if a photographer wants to get really involved with the images, mm-hmm. um, one of the important ways to do that is for them to be bossy and to ask the model to mm-hmm. continually move the light and move the lens. And I've, I've noticed with a lot of photographers, which I completely understand because it's more work for me and so on and so mm-hmm. forth, I've noticed they're like, oh, sorry, can I don't want to ask you to move it again. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I, I want you to ask me to move it again because then it becomes more their shots. Yeah. And I do, I have noticed that sometimes I think because the photographers know how much work it is, mm-hmm. they do hold back a little bit because they don't want to, you know, come across as dictating or bossy yeah. or, or whatever. Um, but I think you need that. I try and sort of say, look, boss me about as much as possible, direct me as much as you like, yeah. whereas... Normally, I wouldn't like to be micro-directed because mm-hmm. that's just not the style I, I like to work with. But because I want the photographers to be as involved as they possibly can, I think the more you give into a remote shoot, mm-hmm. the more input you have, the more they're going, the images are going to be your own. So it is more work, you know, yeah. and you like, have to climb over things to get to the toilet yes. and whatever, and, yeah... yeah. I, I've occasionally dropped things because I can't lift everything on my own, yeah. but it's just, it's part of it. I'm getting paid to do it. Mm-hmm. It's my job. It's, you know, it's what I do, what I've chosen to do. So um, it it's just is what it is.
0: Have you found uh, the pace, obviously because it's slower and trying to get more stuff in camera, have you, have you found the pace a bit challenging or is it something you think as as you do more shoots you'll get used to it?
1: Yeah, I did it first. I did find it, but I think I think I found it challenging because I was worrying about the photographer. Mm-hmm. Like I was worrying, oh, are they going to be bored or are they going to be, you know, annoyed if I'm mm-hmm. taking time to move it and so on and so forth. But I think those who do remote shoots often that that may, most of them understand that that that's just part of it. Yeah, and um, most people I've worked with have been very relaxed and and chilled and they understand that it is a slower pace, Mm. encourages you to sort of pay more attention to Mm. the shots and really hone on, on certain images and getting those right and making wow images, you know, yeah. quality over quantity. That's the thing. And I'm actually really enjoying that. You know, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. looking back at a shot with the with the um, photographer and thinking, oh, yeah, that, that's really good. Can we do that again? But can yeah. we just change that foot and so on and so forth? Like, because the, the end result, you think, oh, wow, yeah, we really worked hard to get that yeah. rather than just click, 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 click. So it's actually, a, I think... If you, you know, if you look at it, you you can argue that remote shooting, you have to work more together. You have to, you know, work more as a team because you can't just go off into your own little worlds, for Mm -hmm. example. You have to do it together.
0: Yeah, because obviously you're moving the light, the camera, the lens, so trying to get what the photographer wants to get. So, yeah.
1: But like if I'm, you know, normally like I could be up a tree, you know, what on a rock, just mm-hmm. doing my thing, and then the photographers capturing me as I do it, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But the remote shoots, you you're constantly in contact, you constantly. Well, I mean, not constantly talking, but you know, yeah. you have that option.
0: Mm-hmm. So with the remotes you've done, um, the photographers are there. Some that you've worked with before in person, or are they all new?
1: Well, it's actually been a mix which has been really fun because obviously it's nice it's interesting to work with people remotely who I've worked with in person mm-hmm. because it's just interesting to see how how their style changes if at all or how they get on with the remote shooting what how they like to um how they like to work in the remote mm-hmm. shooting
0: and you've got the shorthand yeah. as well haven't you
1: yeah exactly it makes it slightly easier in the sense of if you've worked with somebody before and you have an idea of what they like to shoot, how they like to shoot, you can adapt the shoot more easily. Mm-hmm. Because I've worked with some some people that I haven't worked with before, you know, some newbies yeah. to me. And just as an example, I had somebody say, oh, can you make us a set? And I said, yeah, do you want to give me an idea of what you want? And they said, surprise me. And I made them a set and it wasn't really to their taste. Yeah which I know that now, and then, you, you know, he's booked another shoot, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. So n- the next time I know what he likes now and I can make a more appropriate set mm-hmm. for, for what he likes. So okay. it, it is really fun. And I must admit, I've and I've worked with some people who I've been chatting with for a long time. And it's been really funny because working remotely, just calling each other up as if we, we've been friends for sort of yeah, yeah. so long. That's, it's so nice to have that sort of comfortability. Um, and it's been amazing to be actually, to be actually able... To, I mean, you can work with anyone. Yeah. You know, you can work with anyone in the world. So it's been amazing to meet some of the people who I've been talking with for years and hoping to work mm-hmm. with for years. And we've just done it. So it's, it's brilliant, really.
0: With um, yourself, it looks like you like building sets and being creative. Do you find remote shooting has helped you be more creative or has the limitations, like, being a hindrance?
1: Well, I think... I think, of course there are limitations, but I, I do think that those limitations, they force you to be creative because, you know, I, I have to. I have to be creative with my space. I have to be creative with my angles. and But also I think the set building and I really try hard to make sure each photographer gets something, you know, unique to them. Um, and I think that's really inspired by all of the amazing work that has already been done through remote shooting, mm-hmm. because this it's such a high standard. There's so many incredible models and photographers producing such amazing images that are, you know, so beautifully styled, so beautifully put together. Mm-hmm. It makes you want to be better and it inspires you to be as creative as possible. So I think it's its definitely part of the, um, the fun of remote shooting Mm -hmm. is the fact that you have to be creative. You have to think outside the box. You have to, you know, for example, I I was using one of my rugs as a backdrop, or, you know, I use sort of bottles to shoot through and put cling Mm -hmm. film over the lens and, you know, do do whatever you can to just elevate those images. And the the main reason being because the standard is just so high. Mm. What it's been around a year?
0: Yeah, uh, just yeah, about a year.
1: Yeah, and it, it's just incredible to see how people interpret things, remote shooting. How mm. you know what people can do with them.
0: Well, like you say, the you mentioned that uh, shot you did with the rug, but obviously because it was what the camera sees, it looks really cool.
1: Yeah, but well, this is it. I mean, I think the th- the thing is, your back. Only has to be as big as the frame of your camera.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you don't although you do need space to a certain extent, you can be super creative with with what you do. And I just happen to have a lot of rugs because Edgar doesn't like the wooden floor.
0: And Edgar's Edgar your being bunny. my
1: bunny, yeah. of course. One of the fun things I do on my remote shoot, because Edgar's free reign is I challenge people to see if they can capture Edgar in a shot.
0: With you in it.
1: With me in it. There's been a couple actually. But, I don't know, he's he's a bit of a diva, you know? Also, Edgar now has his own little brother, which is very exciting, Ralph Waldo Spice. And um, he has not, at this time that we are recording, been in any of my remote port shoots yet. However, I am very excited to see what he is going to be like in front of the camera, because... Ralph's very, very naughty, and he's adorable. So it'll be interesting to see what they're both like together and see whether anybody can get the most spectacular image of Edgar, myself, and Ralph. That is the challenge. So little things like that, being creative with your space, with, with what you have, you know, like the the wool series I did with Martin. Yeah. You know, I knit a little bit, and I just had this really cool wool. I love the colour... And I just thought, right, how how can I use this? Mm. And now I'm doing that as a series. So each photographer I work with that wants to be a part Mm. of that series has to capture the wool in a different way. And that challenges me to come up with ideas. It challenges Mm. the photographer to come up with ideas. Which I think is, you know, part of the challenge, part of the excitement of the remote shooting is that, you know, I mean, one thing I did was I bought loads of voile from Amazon, of course, and I, I stuck so much of it to my wall and it created this really wonderful backdrop. And I'm always looking for things in charity shops, things that I can put in front of the lens or, I don't know, that I can adapt so it's things I can make backdrops out of. I'm really enjoying being pushed, you know, to to just try and think of new things and try and think of things differently because obviously you don't want to copy and to just try and get the photographer to think of new things that they might want to try that they may never even thought of before. Put together to use that as a backdrop and that's come out really effectively. So yeah, it's just, it it does push you and challenge you which is fun, you know, makes you think, which I'm really enjoying.
0: But you've also kept it simple because I'm looking at Evelana's ones and it looks like you were just using shadows and light to get images.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes the simple sets can really work. They can be, you know, you don't have to have elaborate sets for them to be Mm. striking images. Sometimes that simplicity just works. And if you have the good natural light, for example, and if just a simple concept, you can Mm -hmm. you can still make that really pop. You can still make it. A really sort of eye-catching image. I think it's just all dependent on what the photographer I'm working with, what they want mm-hmm. to shoot. You know, like I say, I really try and sort of chat with the photographer and try and find out what they mm-hmm. like to capture and adapt my space and for them. You know, mm-hmm. if they if they want to do something that's just about the body, or you know, that they just want to focus on light, or or they might want something completely different, and they might want I don't know lots of colour and lots of lights and gels and mm-hmm. so it's just it's just really dependent on the photographer wants to create. I'll be midway in a remote shoot and I have like a spur of an idea and I'll mm-hmm. think, oh well I, I know in that drawer I have this item this photographer might like. Why don't I get it out or yeah. you know and, and then that is part of the fun as well <laughs> because as you're on the shoot it evolves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And sometimes it You know, the photographer might have an idea and say, oh, have you got this? And you don't have it. So, you you know, you might plan it for the next time. And sort of then the idea becomes bigger because you've thought of more things.
0: But that leads nicely on to like, how do you like uh, photographers to approach you? Is it just through an email? Is it like once you start discussing a shoot with them, is it like mood board? So you get an idea of like sets or outfits they want. What's the best way you, you found that works best for you?
1: So basically photographers can approach me through, you know, my website, through Purpleport, through social media and so on and so forth. But what I personally have found is that it can sometimes be quite quite difficult when a photographer doesn't know your space. Obviously, they've never seen the space. They can see images, but it's not quite the same as being in the space, especially um, if a photographer has never worked with you. That can also be quite difficult for them to sort of know what they want. So one thing I've done is I've tried to do some videos of my space which I've put on social media on my Instagram on my Facebook just showing photographers around the space that I have showing them some of my setups I try and film some of my filming of building the setups so so they can have a better idea of what is actually possible. So another thing that I've developed recently is a questionnaire. Um, And basically I send that out to anyone that books me remotely now. And it just asks them some more in-depth questions about how they like to shoot. You know, for example, do they like to, you know, have Dutch angles? Do they like to have straight on shots? What genre would they like to shoot? Do they like to shoot with, you know, vibrant colors or muted tones? You know, questions like that. So I can get a better idea of what what they're looking for because like I say it it's hard for photographers to be able to imagine what is possible so if if I ask you know all of these questions and I can get that idea of of what they really enjoy to do or really enjoy doing should I say um in photography and I can really get something specific for our shoot that hopefully they they will love and which I send to photographers that book remote shoots basically asking questions about what style they want Mm -hmm. you know is there anything in particular they like to shoot is there anything particular they like to focus on do they want to use any particular colors or do they want to try colored lights do they want to try things in front of the lens Mm -hmm. you know do they want to try capture a certain mood that gives me more of an idea of what styles the photographer likes, you know, what do they want high contrast images? Mm. Do they want sort of soft sensual images? It just just gives me an idea.
0: Yeah, it helps um, you it helps you narrow down what they're yeah, looking
1: for. Yeah. It def- yeah, of course. And if, you know, once I've got that, I will then think, right, well, what can I do how to make the shoot work for them? You know, what sort of sets can I do and so on and so forth. And then if they want to go further and they want to make a mood board, if, you know, they really want to sort of have visuals, mm-hmm. if they want something more specific, then, yeah, we go through mood boards, which is really helpful because it can be difficult to articulate your ideas mm-hmm. So mood boards are really helpful in helping with that because, Mm. obviously, you can see what they like. But, yeah, I found this is a really interesting way because it it also makes photographers think a bit more. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I I found that really interesting. But
0: do you find also as more pictures come out of the remote shoots you've done, people get a sense of what options they have available? So you find people start going, oh, okay, I see you've shot some images in the kitchen so we can do like a kitchen theme. Do you find things have started to get better?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely, of course. It's always a huge help having a visual guide. And I think it's obviously quite difficult to visualise what's possible over, you know, the laptop or from just an image of a set, for example, because it's hard to see how the light works. It's hard to see how the model works with the light and so on and so forth. So when people have seen your results and see all those elements come together in the final image, I think that's definitely, you know, it shows people so much more of what mm-hmm. is possible.
0: It's like a domino effect, the more images you put Yeah, out,
1: definitely. The... Yeah, that's exactly what it is.
0: But also, you, I see you do, like, Instagram stories and stuff that you do, you do a time-lapse of stuff showing you build sets or the process of taking pictures and stuff. So, again, it all leads to, like, people seeing what you can and can't do.
1: Yeah, I really enjoy just showing behind the scenes. Um, Obviously it's a lot of effort and work goes into Mm -hmm. building the sets and and doing whatever. So it is fun to do little time lapses. And I think it's great for people to see the effort that goes in, Mm -hmm. you know, models are charging sort of premium rate for remote shoots. There's more work involved. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for people to see just how dedicated we are and just how much input we do put into them.
0: Mm Yeah, because you found that you've done more. Say on in person shoot, what a photographer might be doing if you're like changing outfit or doing makeup and yeah. stuff. They would be doing the lights. They would be moving stuff around, getting ready. So when you were ready to come back in front of the camera, that was all done. But now, literally everything's more or less moved over to and were doing it on her side.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that it's up to the photographer to really take control of the shoot
0: because
1: mm-hmm. if they want to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um it, it's dependent on how they like to work and so on and so
0: forth. It's it's more it's like you want them to direct you, like you said earlier. You want them to really direct to get you in the in the white frame pose and stuff, so they can get the best yeah. image.
1: But I think I also mean take control as in it's up to them to share with the model what they want. It's up to them mm-hmm. to share with the model whether they're liking what's going on, whether yeah. you know they're happy with the camera angle and, and how much attention they pay yes. to certain aspects. Do you know what I mean? And I think the more information you give a model, mm-hmm. the more she's able to really bring out what's in your head mm-hmm. as a photographer. But if, you know, if you just turn up and yeah. you sort of, right, let's go, mm, okay.
0: Well, every has probably had that where They've turned up to a shoot and the photographer's not said anything and expected yeah. them to be a mind reader, so...
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So moving on to if someone wanted to book a shoot with you, have you found the Facebook groups to be helpful because they're focused on remote shoots? Or have you found that you've been approached through your Instagram, your website, et cetera?
1: No, definitely. The Facebook group is really wonderful and it's nice to have that space where you know that everybody's interested in remote shooting. Everybody, you know, is there for remote shooting. So that's really fantastic. Um, But of course, Instagram is great. Facebook, social media, you know, obviously the model sites, Purple Port, Model Mayhem. I'm going to be completely honest here and say that my mental health has not been good for a little while. And that has affected my work, if I'm being honest. And I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry that I've not been able to give my work to give remote shooting and things like that as much of myself as I would normally and give it, you know, 150% and put so much into it. I've been trying, but I would like to do more. And the more I feel more myself, the more I'll be putting into it. And I'm just really excited for that because I'm I'm loving the remote shoots They've given me something to hold on to. Like, I think they have so many other people. So I'm grateful for them. Um, And I'm finding that a lot of photographers who I've been in contact and who have hoped to have shoots with Mm -hmm. that have been in, you know, completely different countries, a lot of them have been in touch because obviously now... This is a way, it's not quite the same as working together in person, but it is a way that we can now work together. So that's been really fantastic as well. I'm really just enjoying having the group there so I can see what people post, so I can just see what what everybody else is doing, because it's, it's just really lovely to see that people are just creating such stunning work. And to also see what themes people explore remotely, you know, what genres, what they use, what props they use, where they're shooting. I also think it's wonderful because obviously there's a wonderful group of models. There's a, you know, model photographer groups and and things like that. And I'm very close with a lot of models in the UK, But remote photography has opened it up worldwide. And I'm having so much more, you know, so many more conversations, so much more interaction with models and photographers across the globe. And that's so incredible. And I think it's created its own little industry. You know, remote shooting is almost an industry in our industry, uh, which I think is just fabulous. And it's wonderful to be part of.
0: And do you think there's going to be, when obviously people can travel and shoot in person again, do you think there's going to be some photographers where the first time you shot with them is remotely, but when you're able to travel where they are, you'd be wanting to work with them in person?
1: Yeah, definitely. Don't get me wrong, I have met some fabulous photographers remotely that I would never have had the chance to meet otherwise. However, of course I still miss in-person shoots, you know? I miss those experiences that you share together you know seeing an incredible location or walking together to get to a location or you know stopping off for a coffee those little fun elements of a shoot which you don't get with remote shooting um of course but you still do get a different type of fun from a remote shoot so you know I I don't think it tops in-person shooting
0: for me but you've also got to say like well, it was, say with our shoot, we'd shoot a couple and then you'd have a look and then if there's anything we wanted to redo or change, there was that interaction where we were trying to get the best image we could.
1: It's a different type of relationship building because obviously you're both in your own homes. Mm. I mean, not all models shoot from their home, but I certainly do. And usually the photographer is in their home at their computer. So I think that obviously when you're in your own home, you're very relaxed. So mm. I think you do get to see a side of the photographers sometimes that you might not see. And it might actually be beneficial to some of the photographers who may be slightly more nervous to work with the model, yeah. especially if she was yeah. doing nude, for example. Mm-hmm. If you're shooting remotely, then there is that sort of, obviously there's the distance, there's mm-hmm. you're not in the same space and so on and so forth. There's that safety element. Yeah. Um, so I, I would definitely recommend it to photographers that might be nervous to be around a nude woman or might just be a nervous person and might Mm -hmm. sort of find that interaction with a complete stranger quite daunting, but to do it remotely Mm -hmm. in in the safety of your own home is a real plus. So I definitely think that it just has so many advantages. But one thing that I I would like to stress to models is that remote shooting references are not concrete evidence. You know, photographers can and will be different remotely as they are in person. You know, just because you had a fantastic remote shoot with somebody does not necessarily mean that in person they are safe to work with. I've actually had an experience where I had a wonderful shoot remotely with a photographer, but when we shot in person, it was it was bad and I would never work with them again. So I just want models to be aware and to still keep their wits about them and to just check, you know, are all of these good references, are they for remote shoots or are they for in-person shoots? And just keep that in mind.
0: But I also think they have to be respectable because, obviously, if you're doing art and nude and stuff, you're going to be moving around. So it's not one of those ones where... Oh, just because she shoots nude and she's gonna be walking around you can't be respectable as well as if you as if you would be in person.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I I must admit I have to sort of I've realized that I have to give photographers that shoot remotely a sort of pre warning. Mm. Because I'm very comfortable nude, you know, I'm happy to wander around. I'm I sometimes carry my camera, you know, as I'm moving yeah. Yeah. from Shoot to, you know, room to room. Mm -hmm. I'm carrying my camera and it's facing my nipples or whatnot. So Mm -hmm. I think I have to be probably a bit more careful Mm -hmm. uh, so the photographer doesn't get an eyeful. But I think it's, you know, it's just part of the Mm -hmm. fun, isn't it? Of course, it's only fun if the photographers are being respectful and if they are making sure that they stick to the terms and conditions. You know, most models will put in their terms and conditions when shooting remotely that they do not consent to any screen grabs or any video footage being taken while remote shooting is going on. So the fun will all be there as long as re- photographers remain respectful and as long as terms and conditions have been met.
0: So going on to the last couple of questions, um, with especially because you before the pandemic you used to travel around the world a lot do you think it the remote aspect is going to be something you're going to be able to offer be it if you're shooting in a studio if you're touring in a different country and you've got an awesome location do you think that's an aspect you'd be able to bring now
1: i will definitely continue to offer remotes, and i think it's such a brilliant way of working with people overseas and so on and so Mm -hmm. forth. I think also for some photographers who aren't necessarily able to visit certain locations, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it be disability, whether it be location, whether it be distance, whatever, I think that's a fantastic advantage to the remote shooting. So I would, and the thing is mainly when I'm touring, I'll have my laptop, Mm -hmm. I'll have my camera, you know, so it's only a few extra bits and bobs that I'll need to take. So I look forward to being able to offer remote sort of sessions, hopefully on location, hopefully Mm -hmm. in studios and so on and so forth when travelling becomes allowed again and, you know, we get out of the house a bit more.
0: Uh, It'll it'll happen eventually.
1: It will. It will. We'll get there. It just opens so many doors. It just means, you know, that you you can work with anyone. Mm -hmm. And although there are restrictions in some, you know, they give... The remote shoots give restrictions, they take away restrictions. So if you can offer both, why wouldn't you?
0: Exactly, because otherwise you'd just be cutting off a a market that you've grown over the last year.
1: I think it's also really inspiring to see how people have changed with the times. I think, you know, at the beginning of lockdown, obviously as a sort of self-employed model, my job is not a necessity. I was really worried about when and if and how... I would be able to work again. I think it's inspiring how the times have changed and how, despite everything, we have still found a way to create art.
0: You've adapted. We've still
1: found a way to form these wonderful relationships and and come together and share our passions. We, we've we still done it, so I definitely think that it's worth it keeping on and also with the you know technology changes so quickly who mm-hmm. knows what we're going to be doing in you know five years shooting virtually or <laughs> what
0: you never know <laughs> you never know I, I, I doubt people would realize they can shoot remotely a couple of years ago and until well, it this is it. so just to wrap everything up where can people find you for your website for your social media facebook the groups wherever
1: um, I am Nicole Rayner on more social media, Nicole Rayner Model on Instagram, and my website is com. So just remember the name and you'll find us.
0: Hey, you can't miss Nicole Rayner.
1: he has got too much of a big gob.
0: Well, thanks for doing the podcast, Nicole, and um, look forward to seeing um, some images you produce remotely and in person
1: likewise and thank you very much for having me on this fabulous podcast thank you for creating this podcast and yeah thank you to everybody that listened bye Hello, John. Yes. Well, of course I can. My name is Nicole Rayner. Uh, I am an art nude model. I've been travelling the world for a little while now, getting me boobs out everywhere. And now we can't do that, so obviously turn to a bit of remote shooting.
0: <laughs> is that you have been serious? You showed them. I'm going to say that again because I sort of burped when I was giving it. answer. <laughs> but you've also kept it simple. simple? Simple. Come on, say the word. Going on to the last few uh, bits, and um, let me rephrase that because especially because you talked about nipples, bit <laughs> sounds, and um, not the right word to talk about.
1: I I was going to say that um, Frank's a bit disappointed you haven't even asked how he's finding remote shoots.
0: You know, I'm still recording this. <laughs>